0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Uh, you are listening to the garlic fries and baseball guys podcast. Sam Lovman here with Joe Shasky. Make sure you're rating, reviewing and subscribing. Share this podcast with everybody because this is the best place to get all of your Giants talk in.
0: Sammy, can we get into two things real quick? Yeah. Gabe Kapler and Ross Striplin. Let's do it. All right. Saturday, they've got a 4-1 lead, and Ross Stripling comes in after a beautiful bit game pitched by Sean Mania. Probably the best Sean Mania has looked in multiple years. I mean, he looked fantastic. He was striking out guys, uh, you know, mixing up speeds. I thought he looked as as effervescent and as confident as I've seen him in a long, long, long time. And then they go in the seventh inning to Ross Stripling. Okay. Hasn't pitched in a while, I guess. I don't know why the Rodgers brothers aren't there. Like you've been touting them all off season. I don't know why we haven't gone to Alexander. I don't know why we didn't go to Brebbia in that situation, but fine. He gets through one inning and then he comes back out there in the eighth and multiple guys get on. And I text the group thread and I'm like, yeah, Kim, like he's He's met the three batter minimum. He's not a late inning reliever. He's to me. He's a. Six a uh, five, six starter, you know, swing starter, or he's the guy who comes in in the fourth, fifth or sixth inning to bridge you the middle of the game, not a reliever. And he's been scuffling. He looks horrible right now. Now, he comes up against Salvador Perez, who's a f- almost 50 home run guy last year, who's a low ball hitter, and he throws one low and it's a tough pitch to hit. But I was not surprised. Salvador Perez racked that for a game time, three run homer. And I'm sitting here and I'm like,
1: yeah, Ross tripling stinks. Kapler, why was he in? Like what was the philosophy there? And that it it almost seems like they're they're over managing already a week into the season maybe. It it's a head scratching decision to be sure. I I don't understand why you go out you you revamp the bullpen like they did and then when you you have a chance to use that bullpen you're sticking with a guy who's basically a swingman like that. It just yeah. it doesn't make sense. You make moves, you make certain moves over the offseason so you have these options ready for you in the regular season. But then you're like, you're trying to get cute here with, you know, going with, you know, stripling, piggybacking off Mania. Listen, it worked for the first inning. You brought him in for the seventh inning. He got through it. That's and what I'm saying. You did it. You have nothing left That's to exactly prove. exactly what I'm saying. And let's get some guys in there from that bullpen, have them do their job. And it just, I don't know if it's a thing where it's the spreadsheets telling them what to do. That's what the front office is telling them what to do. Regardless. It just, it showed a lack of awareness for the moment. That has really plagued the giants in the last couple of years.
0: And let me, let me take it a step further. Like, okay. He said in the post game, I wanted to get Ross stripling some work. Great. He threw his one inning. He could do a bullpen session later on after the game. Like, mm-hmm. we handing out orange slices too after this one. Like, does form not matter? Do my eyeballs not matter? You got lucky with him with a three run lead in the inning prior, and he gave up a home run, I believe, in the inning prior. But like, you, you got lucky. You got through the situation. Or maybe Mania was the one who gave up the home run. But like, to me, like, does form not matter? The guy's given up, I think, seven long balls in the last yeah. multiple starts. He's being crushed. So, like, okay, you squeeze the lemon for, for one. One inning. Great. Let's go to a legitimate bullpen arm here. Like it's early on in the season. These early game losses, they can screw you down the line. You have a full healthy bullpen. Okay. It's a four out situation in in terms of a save. Maybe you go to Duval in this situation who hasn't pitched a whole lot early on in this year. Like anyone, but Ross Stripling. And I don't like, I want to know what was the reason other than we wanted to get him some work. Like it just,
1: it made zero sense. I mean, it's, Getting work is fine, but we saw it with Shaw Mania in uh, was the the White Sox home opener. Yes, where you know Mania comes in with a seven nothing lead. All right, yeah, let's let him work through some of his issues right there. That's fine because you have that seven run exactly. cushion. Exactly, you're on the road. This is your home opening series weekend. You have a three run lead with two days and,
0: off to start the year,
1: and and you're trying to get cute. It's just yeah. it's not necessary. And again, when we when we talk about the frustrations that fans have with the giants right now, with the managing, with the front office, that's, that's basically all those frustrations in a nutshell, just coming from that one moment right there.
0: No, there's no doubt about it. And then like, again, you got Salvador Perez up. He's the only guy who's going to scare you. Walk him pitch around him. Bring in Tyler Rogers, bring in Taylor Rogers, bring in Camilo Duvall. Like I could have made the argument for about five different people in that situation other than Ross Stripling. And then that leaves me to Ross Stripling. Look, he'll get opportunities to continue to start. He's going to get spot starts. They're not going to DFA him, but it doesn't look good. And everybody that was hyping up Ross Stripling to start the year, come on. Like, come on. Let's let's call it what it is. Ross Stripling is a is a fine guy to start in a pinch as your five starter. He's okay to bring in when your starter gets yanked in the third or fourth inning. But he's not somebody that I'm giving the rock to, you know, feeling great about myself every five days. And he's certainly not somebody who I'm putting in the eighth inning of what I deem to be an early kind of got to have it win to start your season off. So very frustrating for me.
1: Yeah. Well, let's move off of one blue and white team and talk about another blue and white team. The uh, Los Angeles Dodgers are making their first of Ah. now two appearances at Oracle Park this year. Uh, If you can't see them this week, Shasky, you're going to have to wait until the very end of the season to see the Dodgers again. And I get there's a new balanced schedule. A lot of people like that. The one thing I did not like about it, though, is, yes, we get one less Dodger series at Oracle Park this year. I mean, it was always great. You have your early season Dodger series, you have your late season Dodger series, and then you got one in the summer. So you had plenty of opportunities to see the Dodgers play having one less. Now it, I don't like it. I don't really like the fact that we have one less Dodger series. And one
0: and think about major league baseball thought so highly of the giants. They gave them the Royals to start the year at home. And then you're putting a Dodger game on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Really? Yeah. really you're going to limit the amount of Dodger games and you're going to put it on a Monday, Tuesday Wednesday like that to me is, is just wanna- insane
1: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H-track all wheel drive and three row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I know for a while that when it came to scheduling, they tried to get as many Giants-Dodger games on weeknights as they could because they wanted a more, like the weeknight crowd was a little bit more of a mellower crowd. And this was in the aftermath of the Brian Stowe issue. So for years, it seemed like they were trying to avoid weekend series because they want a more timid crowd. That was so long ago. You don't need to do that anymore. I don't you, know if that's the reason here, but, yeah, it just – I'm not saying you have to open up with the Dodgers, but to have the Royals coming in, opening up the home, school, the home schedule, and then the Dodgers Tar- – yeah, it, it is weird. Like, I don't – like, I know some people are saying, oh, less games against the Dodgers. That's good for the Giants. It's like, not really. No, like no. it's, it's the rivalry is the rivalry, and yeah. its it seemed like – I don't know if there's a way they could have imbalanced it in some way. I don't know, but having two Dodger series all year, not, not a huge fan of it. So, uh, taking a quick preview at this series. So Monday night, I'm getting into that right now. So Monday night, you got Logan Webb against Julio Urias. Uh, Tuesday you got Alex Wood going against Dustin May, who Mm. I've seen some of the early looks on Dustin May. He looks really good. Yeah. Ginger guard. This time from, uh, from dealing with Tommy John surgery. And then Alex Cobb on Wednesday, and it is a Dodger series, so you know he's taking the mound. Clayton Kershaw against Alex Cobb in that uh, Wednesday night game. Clayton Kershaw its almost at the point where you hate him because he's a Dodger, but at the same time, it's impossible not to respect the body of work that he is putting in in his career. Even at the end of his career where he's just not really quite the, the guy he used to be, every year you're counting down to that back injury that sidelines him for a month. But at the same time, when he takes the mound, especially against the Giants, uh, Shaski, I don't know if you ever looked, again, looked at his numbers against the Giants I'm over sure, his career. I'm sure it's they're, Cy Young level. They're, they're comparable to the numbers that Pedro Martinez put up in his 2000 season, where one which we consider one of the greatest pitch single season pitching performances ever. I mean, imagine prime Pedro facing the Giants every time, but it's Clayton Kershaw. That's just how good he is. It's at the point where I don't even get mad when he shuts this team down because it's we're watching one of the best pitchers of a generation put out his best work against the Giants. And it's it, it stinks that the Giants have to lose as a result of it. But at the same time, after a while, you just got to appreciate just like we really saw one of the true greats of an era.
0: There's no doubt about that. And I'm worried for Logan Webb right now. I mean, I'm going to be real with you right now. He can start off this season 0-3, and then they play the Detroit Tigers, That the Giants do, another AL opponent, and then the Miami Marlins. So if he doesn't pitch in the Tiger series, I believe he will. But if he doesn't, he could be going up again his fourth time around. Not only is he going to face Urias this time, he could be facing Sandy Alcantara uh, for, yeah. for Miami. He could start off the season 0-4. Like, that is a legitimate thing. I, I'm very worried for Logan Webb uh, and his record this year. And this goes back to, you know, me talking about the depth of the rotation. Like, look look at who they're pitching in these games, the Dodgers, Kershaw, one of their all-time legends, Ginger Guard, one of their highest prospects, even though I would say he's kind of underperformed at the big league level because of the injuries, but he, you could see the talent. And then Urias has been phenomenal for them. He led Major League Baseball, at least in the National League, in wins last year. And so you're you're looking at a really, really, really formidable rotation. And then you look at the Giants, and it's Logan Webb and who?
1: Yeah, and that I. I... It is kind of concerning for Logan Webb. He has been a little bit snake bit by the offense. to I start. Agree. The offense has not supported him. He's looked great for the most part, except for some bad pitches here and there. Oh, His it's not cave 2.0. But yeah, if he's 0-4 and, and he's pitching well with that 0-4, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to get frustrating really, really fast. So one thing I want to do is kind of before we wrap up here is when you look at the dot when the Dodgers come to town, I feel like we're always kind of comparing the Giants to the Dodgers and just kind of where they stand. So and uh, this is a question I asked Farhan in the end of the season uh, presser last year. Basically, it was just kind of how do you close the gap on the Dodgers? Now, since he got here, the gap between the Giants and Dodgers, it's grown a little bit. Um, and so, you know, his answer was basically, you know, the Dodgers set the standard. They built their team up through a really strong farm system, having that pipeline before going out and then plugging the holes uh, with with free agent guys, with trade guys, like, say, a Mookie Betts or a Freddie Freeman. Now, I know that's kind of the the plan the Giants want to do, but you're just not seeing it progress as as fast maybe as we want. She asked me, you look at kind of the, comparing the Dodgers now to the Giants now, how far does that gap seem to you? Does it feel like it's just a massive chasm that just doesn't seem clearable right now? Does it, are you feeling in any way, shape, or form that it could be getting closer anytime soon? How do you feel just right now about the gap between the Giants and the Dodgers?
0: I mean, they have two guys in their everyday lineup who are going to the Hall of Fame. In Freddie, for or at least on trajectory to go to the Hall of Fame, in Freddie Freeman and in Mookie Betts, uh, and then you look around the rest of their lineup, and although it's not you know Murderers Row, it, it always seems to produce. And then I look at their pitching staff; they're without their their number one dude and Walker Bueller. And do they really even miss him right now? I know that their record isn't as great as it should be because um, they've obviously lost some games to the D-backs early on. But like, I mean, Urias is two and zero, I believe. Dustin May is one and zero. Kershaw one and one. Like. They've got a, a rotation that, to me, is still elite. The bullpen is questionable. That's always going to be questionable. The Giants are far behind. Like, there's it's, no other way around it. They are behind.
1: Um, and even a year, like, a lot of people looked at the Dodgers offseason this year, and they said, wow, Dodgers, they really seem to take a step back. And this is something I've been saying a lot, and I'm going to say it right now because that's something I think we need to be ready for. When the Dodgers took a step back this offseason, it's, cl- it's clear. They are trying to go after Shohei Otani. Yeah. And that's going to be their mission this offseason. So whatever the Dodgers do this year, they're looking at it as we're going to add Otani to this lineup next year. And then we're going to be full go going against the Padres because the Dodgers right now, they still are able to crank out talent out of their farm system. They still got a ton of guys in that system who they can rely on soon. And, you know, you're talking about the Giants trying to close the gap in the Dodgers. They have such a massive head start. I just don't see it happening anytime soon.
0: Yeah. I mean, it all starts with getting to see one of these guys from the Giants, Casey Schmidt. We get to see maybe Elliot Ramos this week because he's going to get called up. Like, let's see it. I know they signed Darren Ruff to a minor league contract. I'm over that. I'm over 36 year old Darren Ruff. What are we doing? Why are we wasting our time? Like, why? Like it does it like that? That that right there is the difference between the Giants and the Dodgers. We're worried about what a guy has left, who has zero ties to the team, and can't even play a specific defensive position. They're worried about their current and their future.
1: It drives me nuts. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe the Giants can surprise us and maybe take this series and really set the tone early on against the Dodgers. Doing so, would certainly improve the mood of Giants fans. And honestly, it's going to be nice to see some National League on yes. National League action. So uh, this has been the 49th episode of the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Be sure to join us next later this week as uh, we will react to this Giants-Dodgers series. For Joe Shasky, I am Sam Lubman. We will catch you on the next one.